Good evening everyone and welcome to the playoff extravaganza. It's playoff season now baby. Week 18 is done. Review will be in the due course and joining with me as usual, Mr Bradley Lister. How are we big man? Fantastic Ryan, as you say it's going to be a... Outstanding episode, and I'm just ready to get going. How are you? I don't want. To, I, uh, I prefer not to speak. It's not going to be a great playoff, so is it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll get into that eventually as we get through the episode. Obviously, we will be looking at obviously our usual review of week 18. Um, we'll be skipping over the games that don't really have that much meaning in terms of you know where teams look at finishing because. Teams that are out of contention playing teams that are out of contention. We don't really need to look at unless there's there's a few teams we're going to look at in terms of um, how they go about improving going into next season. Looking at the draft and obviously trade market, especially for uh, for teams like Chicago, you know they can they can boss a trade market and and all that kind of thing. So and obviously I think they've got a substantial cost cap which we'll look into once we hit that segment. Um, and then also we're going to be looking at. We'll probably start drawing up our own little playoff trees between myself and Brad um, as we look at, um, yeah, playoff season. Wildcard weekend is starting on Saturday, 9.30pm, Sky Sports, or if you want to watch it on US coverage, uh, I believe it's Fox and CBS uh, that will be covering it for the US. Uh, but obviously, however you choose your coverage, whatever you're doing, up there, a load of beers. Uh, I know me and Brad will be uh, in a Discord somewhere, vibing with some beer and talking NFL. Um, but yeah, let's get in. So Thursday night football, some idiot decided to take the Raiders, um, which was me. Uh, but yeah, the Chiefs went out and pretty much showed that they're maybe not off the beach. They've come off the beach, haven't they? To play that one, Brad. Yeah, it was it was an interesting one because um, didn't watch it live, but I watched the highlights and then looked at the statistics and I thought, Do you know what, I've I've got. I just had a feeling. I was like, oh, the Raiders, the Raiders are probably going to win it. And as, as I was watching it, I thought, you know what? Just the Chiefs just looked better in every department, and they they didn't play they didn't play as poorly as they did the two weeks prior. But the the looked they didn't look a hundred percent, but they looked like you know, oh, we we've got this, we've got that. You can't go near us. And ultimately, that that that's what it did. You know, the second quarter finished the game. In its entirety, yeah. it was game over by half time, and then it was just about damage limitation. I think for for Las Vegas. Um, so one yeah, it was, I, it was. One thing it, I will it, mention is, though, is is back back to back top receiver for Las Vegas is Devante Adams. Which shock! I, I believe is the first time this season for uh, Las That's Vegas. That's ridiculous. Seventy three yards from five receptions. Um, yeah. Absolutely nailed it. Jarrett Stidham, you know, he's come in for the last two, three games, basically, since Derek Carr's been given the boot. And I think he's got a good foundation going into next season. He looks good. He looks good. Once he gets a good good off-season in the playbook, if he's going to be starting quarterback, um, obviously, I know there is early links that uh, a certain Aaron Rodgers is interested in moving there. No way. Yep. Because the, the there was based there was basically a massive thing saying oh you no know, Devante Adams and Rogers link up going to be strong next season I was like oh my god the trade offers coming in give me Devante Adams and it was like nah actually Aaron Rodgers not about going the other way but they are going to have to match his contract payment at Green Bay which is massive 
Yeah. Um, and uh, going into the season, he's going to be 38. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Tom Brady won a Super Bowl at 38 in his, his first yeah. year at Tampa, but I don't know. Can they turn it around, though, with the Raiders? Because the Raiders aren't, you know, in that... previous seasons, aren't known for hitting the playoffs. I mean, I, th- I think if they trade in, if they, if they were to trade in for a guy like Aaron Rodgers, obviously he's going to bring massive stability in the pocket. No doubt yeah. about that. Him and Devante Adams would be able to adapt so many on the offensive playbook to how they want it to run. They can have other, you can have the tight ends, you know, pulling strings all over the place. Other wide receivers on the play, however they want to use um, to cause problems. The main thing for them is if that were to happen, they really have to shore up during the draft season with a defensive setup because that is pretty weak at the moment for Las Vegas. They can yeah. see a lot of points. Um, but yeah, obviously. I agree. In every format of the game, the the Chiefs looked better, but not a massive week for Mahomes. So whether he was playing just to try and you know test his arm out and test other little players in between, he only completed eighteen passes, but was only only had the ball twenty six times for attempts, um, and a short two hundred and two yards for one touchdown, uh, but three rushing touchdowns. Three. Um, yeah. Yeah, and you're not going to get your favourite player in this week. I'll get him in for you. Juju Smith-Schuster. <laughs> didn't play. He's in. He didn't play. He's in again. He didn't play, though. He didn't play. Um, he, he, had, he, he played a little. He, he had two, two receiving. Did you know, two, res- did he have two receiving? Oh, he did have two receiving. He did. Didn't see him much, though, did you? He, he, um, I think they're doing... I think they're alternating massively. You know, like what the Eagles have done. Yeah. They're like, right. We've got, you know, Van der Skelton, Smith-Schuster, Kelsey, Watson, uh, McKinnon. They're, all, they're not doing many players, but they're, they're, they're trying to stay fresh. And you can see why, because yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. But don't do it to the the damage of the team, because they're so good offensively, yeah, Kansas absolutely. City. But they just need to... If, if, they, if it's working, though, you can't really criticise it, can you? No. Um, so, I'm moving to some of the other games. Um... Basically, in prediction week, final week of the season, Brad actually won nine six. Um, but I, one thing I will say is I got I got I got the Falcons right somehow. <laughs> um, yeah. But it means that the Tampa Bay Bucks are the fourth seed in the NFC with a negative record. Ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, they won thirty points to seventeen over Tom Brady and the Bucks. Um, Bills beat the Patriots. Um, and one thing to top on, you mentioned didn't you that the if the Bills meet the Bengals in the division in the championship match, it'll be held in Atlanta, is it? Yeah, so it's Atlanta. Um okay. which was was interesting. Um so Bills and Chiefs, if the Bills and Chiefs meet in the AFC championship game, it'll be it'll be in the Atlanta it'll be in Atlanta at the Mercedes Benz Stadium. I mean that still really favours Kansas. Really good. The, the, the whole hope for, for Buffalo was to get that seriously sub-zero temperatures in Buffalo. I mean, we were looking at the playoff games last year and it was, what, minus 28 degrees C? It Ridiculous. Was, it was scary cold. Um, and that's why it's such a big advantage for those teams. It's been taken away, but I suppose a neutral venue can allow fans of both to get there, really. But, I mean, Atlanta, Georgia to Kansas, you know, it's very close to get from there than compared to getting to Buffalo. Yeah. Could it be held somewhere mid-state, maybe? You know, somewhere like Pittsburgh or... Yeah. Oh, too far, I don't think Pittsburgh's mid-state, actually. I think my US geography's not great, but uh, 
but yeah, it's you know it, it's a concession at least. It's it's some slight step forward. Uh, what else went on during the week? Uh, the Bengals beat the Ravens, uh, which we kind of had nailed on. Um, you know, the Bengals looking seriously strong now. And to be fair, I've seen a few bookmakers marking them as favourites for the Super Bowl. I wouldn't I wouldn't bet against that either. They look really solid. They do. They started off so poorly. With th- I think three out of the first five games they've lost. And they've lost yeah. one game since. Really good performance from them. Uh, other games to carry on. Dolphins beating the Jets 11-6. Panthers beating the Saints 10-7. Not a lot of score. Not really much to go into when we've looked at the stats for us to really develop into where to what we're going to look at. Um, you know, they all end on respective 7-10 and 10 records and the Dolphins got 9-8, and eight, so they've all had a relatively um, <clears throat> decent season, especially Carolina and uh, New York. Massively improvements from them. Um, Steelers beat the Browns. Um, in a ma- That's a massive derby over there, like a massive top, like we say derby, but it's like a massive rivalry for the United States. Pittsburgh versus Cleveland. Two very industrious... Um, Parts of the United States. Um, who else do we have? Broncos beat the Chargers, um, thirty-one to twenty-eight, uh, which is a shock. But as we said, you know the Chargers. The Chargers are sort of like the Rams that can go one way or the other. Yeah. Um, Seahawks, up the Seahawks. Yeah, again knocking a really bad Super Bowl championship winning team in the Rams down nineteen sixteen. Uh, which leads us to get in-depth into some of the more other games we wanted to cover. Um, so we'll jump in straight off, uh, and I know Brad will be really wanting to talk about this game. Um, and it'll be the Texans versus the Colts. Two teams that we've highlighted to talk about regardless of the game, because you know we're going to look at you know what can they really do next season. But from what Brad's reactions were when I woke up on the morning, it looked like it was a really good game. It was, it was one of the best games I've watched all year. Like, and that's no no discreditation to any of the top teams or anything like that but these two teams had nothing really to play for the only team who had anything to play for like when you look at it as a whole was the Texans for the number one number one draft pick like because the the one to star QB don't they that, that's what everyone wants if you're lacking in that area so that's what they're going for as well that, that's the rumours um, so when, when you look at when you look at the statistics the they're absolutely mental. Like I'm look I'm looking at the Texans first. And we're going for Davis Wills. Again, we've highlighted him in previous weeks. Need just shot of three hundred yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, yeah, but you know, the they were going for it. It was the last game and and I just I look at it and and I just think when the the one everyone wants the all star quarterback as we said, but uh, I've got a question for you before we elaborate on this. Is he their man for next season, or do you think they're just going to go all out for a star quarterback? I think they'll go all out. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I think I think that what you'll see with Davis Mills is I think he'll probably be offloaded. Um, yeah. And you know I think he'd line up as a backup quarterback, probably you know someone lying around mid pack, you know maybe even Pittsburgh or you know even Carolina, somewhere like that. You know he's going to be in the mid pack, whether he gets a starting role or not, don't know. He's going to be kind of like your Taylor Heineke kind of figure next season, I think. Uh, I'm not saying that he's played badly. Uh, I think the team around him is reflected on the team's performance. Obviously, one man doesn't make a team, but in NFL, that position is so crucial. Um, and I just yeah. don't think, to turn things around, he's the guy. I'm not saying that he's bad. I just don't think it's 
it's worked out well for him there. And I think a fresh start for both the franchise and the player uh, are probably the best things moving forward. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that assessment. So, it was really back and forth. The Texans went up and then he intercepted and then it got picked the other way and it was just everything that you want to see in a NFL game. And then fourth quarter, so it was last couple of minutes of the game and the Texans were down. They were down by two. Yeah. Um, they get a field goal, it goes in and then they make a big stop. And they win the game, and and I, I remember the commentator. I can't remember who it was on commentary. Said, "Oh, all the fans will be absolutely, you know, ecstatic with a win." But he said, "Any ev- the coaching team will be, but the the, t- the people at the very top of the organisation will be furious because it's about more than winning one game. They want the number one draft pick, and they've just given that to Chicago." Yeah, absolutely. So I, so I don't know whether, like, in in just to quickly cross sports in football like soccer in, in, in England that's it's about winning isn't it it's not it's not about losing so, and I know it's different and it's a different concept but for me I had to sort of think about it and get my head around it first because I didn't really understand you wanting to lose a game so you but it makes sense doesn't it from an organisation point of view yeah absolutely um, just looking into the draft, and, and it looks more like the Texans are going to be looking at bolstering defensively with their high round picks as opposed to looking at a quarterback. Yeah. So maybe Davis Mills might end up staying and getting another shot. We might get one more season to go. Uh, but also, before we cap in, just obviously remind people that the Dolphins don't get a first round pick this year, uh, it's been forfeited. And obviously that's due to the you know the, the violating league policies you know with the integrity of the game and stuff during the last season so they they forfeited uh, and they also lose next 2024's third round pick. Oh, that's a heavy it heavy is. price to pay. It is uh, forfeiting. It kind of means that they kind of know that they're going to do it, but I think they've taken the the guiltiness to say we'll just knock a draft pick off rather than have any more implications. <coughs> so we've looked at the Texans then, um, and now we look. Now we're going to look at the Colts. Um, Sam Ellinger is he going to be the guy who makes the Colts go forward, or where do you think they're going to be looking at? Um, I think it's an interest for me personally. When you look at it from a neutral point of view, you've got to say, right, what do they want to achieve next season? Do they want to win five games instead of four? Do they want to lose? only lose nine games instead of 12. So I think for me personally, if there's somebody who they can, if they can upgrade one area, I think quarterback would be one for me personally. But I look at the last four to six games or whatever it would be, and I think he's done a solid job, no doubt about it. Yeah. Is he the one to lead them forwards in the next four or five years? No. But if they want to strengthen the D-line or yeah. the corner or special teams or whatever, that's fine. But I don't know whether... He's going to be the guy to be right. This is this is my team. Let's drag him up. I don't know if he's that guy. For me, for me, it's a D line enforcement for them. It really is. Yeah. Um, I, the thing with Indianapolis is the kind of play is similar to how Tennessee play. Um, and you look at it as if to say, you know, um, you look at the, they do rush the ball a considerable amount of time. Um, yeah. I mean, Zach Moss is basically your ver- their version of Derrick Henry. He's not quite as good, but I mean, look at the last game he played, for example. 18 carries, 114 yards. Absolutely substantial. That's that's more than half of what Sam Ellinger got. 
But on top of that, I mean, they do use the ball. They offload it a lot. Deion Jackson, 75 yards. They've got Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, Jelani Woods, Alec Pierce. They've got some great caliber players in there um, as wide options and tight end and stuff. So for, for me, Sam Ellinger hasn't had the full season because they've had Matt Ryan in for a considerable amount of time. I think he was in for yeah. a good 10 weeks or something like that before it started to chop and change with injuries and that kind of thing. So maybe for another season, you know, stick it out, bolster your D-line rather than your O-line. Um, and, you know, look at bringing in players that are going to give you some stability in terms of, you know, third quarter, third down efficiency, stopping that high percentage being allowed um, and maybe help to maybe force fumbles, turnovers, that kind of thing. Um, and then obviously maybe the year after, if Sam Ellinger hasn't proved himself after a full season at starting role, then would be your time to use the next time to maybe bring somebody in or even look towards a trade. You don't always have to draft them. Yeah, so I'd, I'd completely agree. I think the one, the one thing that, and I know it's difficult because they're in that they're in that area of the of the field where you're gonna make them. But the interceptions thing, I think if he wants to be a, he's only 24. He's got age on his side by a mile. Yeah, but I think when you look at it. In the need to be working on in practice, right? I'm not throwing this just so I can get a touchdown. It needs to be small, small throws, small passes. Get your yardage and don't risk the interception because whenever I watch him play, he looks, he, he just looks like he's like, right, I want to be the hero. I want to, I, yeah. I want people to be talking about me where it's just that's age, though, isn't it? And Take he, your time. You can kind of understand it though. He's he's come in and they've just thrown him straight in, so he automatically, he's automatically going to think, right, I might not get another shot here. I'm going to have to go all guns yeah. blazing. But it, it, yeah, true. It, it might be a case in the off season they just sit him down and go, right, look, you're going to be starting quarterback, and then try and bring him in, into integrate, integrate him into the playbook. Yes. Let him have his say and balance it between right. We're going to go with this project, but we want your thoughts. Make him feel wanted rather than make him feel like he's just going to be, you know, there as a scapegoat till the end of the season. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Moving in then, so we focus on those teams. We've got um, the Vikings beat the Bears 29-13. Yeah, Vikings moving on. Yeah, Bears. Yeah, obviously for them, you know, we've, we've covered them for the last two or three weeks on, on what Brad really thinks for them moving forward. So hopefully they can do it. Because they're you know they're one of the most historical teams in in the league. Uh, obviously, they've got the longest rivalry in NFL history. Obviously, with my illustrious Green Bay Packers. Um, so hopefully, we can see them bounce back. Uh, we'll move on to Jacksonville then, uh, and we were talking about their credentials as a playoff team. Obviously, they have made it. Um, they beat Tennessee uh, in what seemed to be a really good performance for them. Um, and it did seem like they did start to sh- they did start to struggle at the start with Derrick Henry, but as we said, if they found a way to shut him down after the first half, it was going to grind them out on terms of points. And literally in the second half, they scored three points, Tennessee. Um, I mean, j- to put it in perspective, Derrick Henry got one hundred and nine yards, which yeah is good, but he carried the ball thirty times. He only averaged three and a half yards a carry. Which shows yeah. how many times they were trying to run the ball with him and couldn't do it. Uh, which is fantastic to show from the Jaguars D line. If they come up against a running ball team in the uh, in the playoffs, you know it's it's shown that they've done it. Probably one, probably the best running back in the league. Probably apart from you know a few of us maybe. Um, but yeah, Trevor Lawrence, twenty passes, uh, two hundred twelve yards, one touchdown. 
Not so much on the rush. Nothing really going for Jamaica Hasty got five yards. Travis Etienne got 17. Uh, but, you know, a great display in terms of passing football for them. They were moving the ball around really, really well. Yeah, I think it it's an interesting one when you look at it because they, they didn't have a great start. You know, they were... The, the massively struggled and and I just I thought for me personally the game against Tennessee was a it was a statement game because obviously if they won they clinched the title didn't they yeah um so there was there was it was massive riding on that because obviously they've been the whipping boys really haven't they for the last God knows how many years. Absolutely. Um, Them, the Jets, the Panthers, they've all been in that pool. At the bottom. Even the Bengals were there, not not last season, the season before that. They were, they were all in that pool of whipping boy teams, weren't they? <clears throat> yeah, which, which, which is the thing. And, and, you, and you look at it when... So you look at it from this perspective, you look at the form, right? So the last team to beat Jacksonville were Detroit. And that was week 13. And it was it was a it was a mall and it was 40 points to 14. And before that before that they beat the Ravens, then they got beat by the Chiefs. So you look at it, since week 13, they've beat the Titans, Cowboys, Jets, Texans, and Titans again. Like it's consistency at this time of the season is everything. Yeah. And and you're telling you're telling me when they're going to the game against the Chargers that they're not going to be like, right, let's go. Like you say, if the, the if the opposition team have got someone who's dangerous on the rush, they can adjust and they look really solid because my, when I was watching it and obviously me and you said we were going to like message at a similar time about what the result was and talk about the game. Like I was like, I watched the first half and I was like, oh, shit, shit. Because like, <laughs> I could just see Derek Henry just, he was, he was, he was absolutely... Going wild. That stiff arm, by the way, that folded the Jacksonville player up was brutal. But it was good at the same time. Like I thought, I thought bloody hell. In the in the second half, it just looked like a completely different defense came out for Jacksonville. Didn't Derek Henry didn't have an answer. Yeah, because because with the running back, nine times out of ten they run straight direct. There was so much closure on that on that space that he couldn't really adapt because they sort of started to fan out. So he couldn't quickly change his direction to run, you know, parallel to the to the line of scrimmage and then upwards because they'd sort of yeah. fanned him in and, you know, it, it took the momentum out of his run and it really did slow him down. And it was it was painful to see Derek struggle because he was get you could see he was getting frustrated. He couldn't do anything. But that's what we want to yeah. But that's what... I know I say I like the Titans and I, I do. I like the Titans. I like Tannehill. I like Henry. I like all the other guys in there. But... Seeing these big players get shut down and seeing other teams try and come up against them is what we really want to see as as two neutral fans in terms of the game. Definitely. Um, and it, it really is fantastic to see. So hopefully, yeah, we'll, when we come into the playoffs, we'll look at Jacksonville again and we'll, and we'll see. Um, but going into uh, the next game of the week to cover, Philadelphia beating the Giants. Now... You probably would have said this anyway, but looking at the way the Eagles play, I didn't see the highlights, but I'm looking at the stats. It didn't look like they were overly great. Um, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't even get a touchdown from 220, 229 yards. He got one interception, though. Um, and lots of yardage from, you know, receiving. AJ Brown, 95 yards. Smith, 67. Uh, Gordett, 46. You know, but not, there was nothing positive. There was no touchdowns. 
good yardage and play, but to score 22 points and not have a passing touchdown is a bit of a weird one. But whether they were letting off the gas, etc. Um, but no Daniel Scott for the Giants either, uh, which is interesting. I think that might be down to injury or knock or something like that. But yeah, the Eagles. They have dropped a win again. We didn't think they would, but uh, are they still the team for the Super Bowl, Brad? No. I think so. Not for me. Uh, no, I'd, do you know what I'd really like them to be? Because I think if you're overall the best team throughout most of the season, I'd think, okay, yeah, that, that's fine for them to, to go on and win it because the, the, I'll use the ter- term loosely, deserve to win it. Yeah. Um, and I use it loosely because you don't deserve anything unless you go out and do it, so... But for me, I don't think they've got the the legs to to carry carry this this organisation to another Super Bowl. I'd 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 happily put the Bengals, the Bills, the Chiefs above them easily, and it, and it wouldn't even be close. Hopefully, they prove me wrong, and they're like, no, well, actually, we have been the best team overall throughout the full year. But I just I don't. I think the recent last three or four weeks where they're just edging games against, let's be honest, the Giants aren't the team they were at the beginning of the season. They don't look very good whatsoever, in my opinion. So I think if you if you can't put teams like them away easily, ugh, I don't know. I've, and the, I don't think the bye week's going to help them at all because obviously they got number one, didn't they? Yep, they did. Number one seed. So I don't think, I don't, I think they're going to come out rusty and they need to hope that whoever they're playing comes out with the same... Uh, Same amount of drive. They will be playing. I can't remember who they're playing now. Uh, well, we'll find out anyway due to the wildcard, innit? It goes off wildcard weekend. Um, uh, Do you think we've got enough to win, Ryan? No. My money, it was on the Eagles, but do you want to know who my money generally is going to go on? Yeah, go on. San Francisco. Oh, oh. I, I, like I think it'll be San Francisco. So I think it'll be San Francisco versus the 49ers. And uh, fuck what? <laughs> Great matchup, Ryan. Uh, uh, be, I, I think it, I think it'll be 49ers Bengals. I really oh. do. I really do. I'm gonna go out on a limb early and say it. I, and honestly, that final I would love. I would love it. And, the, thing, and the only thing I could praise is that Jimmy Garoppolo would made it, but I don't know if he is. I don't think he's going to be eligible for it. Uh, is he concussed? I believe so. Um, however, the, he is hopeful to make the playoffs. Um, but it looks it looks like it. But it, it looks like he's going to be eligible late postseason. Whether he makes well, it's, I think it's an injured foot he has. Um, and it, it looks like he's on track to make it. But whether he makes wild card and he's going to have to wait and hope that they get through to play the next round. Um, he actually, to be fair, as I'm saying an injured foot, he broke his foot against uh, Miami. That's what ruled him out, a broken foot in week yeah. 13. Uh, but if even if Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo against, you know, against, you know, Joe Burrows and, and all the boys, I would love that. I really would. And as much as I said, I think the 49ers will win it. If that is the final, I would love to see Cincinnati win it. I really nice. would. After last year, I would yep. love to see them win it. Yeah, but without further ado, uh, we do have to cover it. Green Bay, a team that were up for the taking for the most part of that game. Detroit was shocking, and at the same part, 
sober green bay being totally honest the pressure got to both teams massively and the one player that I thought it got to a lot, and I don't think it was so much pressure, I think it was more frustration, Aaron Rodgers. And you could see it. You could see it quite visibly when you watch it When you watch it back. Uh, you could see how frustrated he was getting. And it wasn't down to his team, it was down to Detroit. Some lucky players in there, some lucky marked coverages. Um, yeah, there were some missed passes in there. 205 yards, a touchdown, one interception. Uh, interception's not great, especially in a game of this stature. Never mind any time of the season. Jared Goff, 224 yards. Nothing. No touchdowns, no interceptions. The one wow. thing that changed the game, and I think you've factored in, is all through the year, you never see the Lions rush the ball. Never really. Or gain anything positive from rushing the ball. Jamal Williams, two rushing touchdowns from 72 yards. Changed the game. Wow. Changed the game. The Green Bay did not expect it. And quite early on, um, you know, rushing looked good for Green Bay, but they stopped using it and they started throwing the ball about and it just didn't work. There was too much going on for Green Bay. It was confusing. Yeah. They, they, we'll try this, we'll try this, we'll try this, we'll try... The way you played against Minnesota was your game plan. Stick to it. Just stick to it. But now, um, careless. And, you know, going in that fourth quarter, just... Nah, they were just trying stupid things and they wasted all the time out so early in the game. They had nothing towards the end of the game to come back to stop the clock. So the clock kept ticking and they just ran out of time. Lost by four. Um, and quite frankly, to be fair, as much as I wanted them to make it, it's quite a fitting into a disastrous season for Green Bay. It really is. Um, going, yeah. going forward, though, we know we know Christian Watson's in there. We know Alan Lazard's in there. AJ Dillon, Aaron Jones... And obviously, we go through this cycle. Green Bay make the playoffs. Green Bay choke the the first round bye week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers threatens to leave. Aaron Rodgers stays. We all, we win all our games in preseason, and then we lose the first game. Now we're yeah. at the now we're at the Aaron Rodgers stage. Is Aaron Rodgers gonna stay? He's been given all this money though. Um, and are they kind? Are they gonna bend over backwards and give him whatever else he wants now? He wanted more control over the nah. playbook. It didn't work. Uh, he wanted this, he wanted that, he got all this, it's still not worked. Uh, I think there's quite a bit of tension with, um, with Matt Lafleur in there now. Uh, you can see that going through. However, uh, the, other perfect time, isn't the other thing is, is <laughs> the other quarterback that's linked to Las Vegas is Tom Brady. Behave. Those two quarterbacks are in the same circles and the other team that's linked to trying to sign them is the Jets. Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady lining up in green? Well, I mean, for Rodgers, he, he wouldn't really mind. Um, yeah. But will he, will he play? Will he play or will he just retire? Nah, I think, I think he'll go. I think he's going to go where the warm weather is for a year. And see how he gets on. But the question is, is he? I, I, I can't. I don't know. I really don't know. It's a shame, isn't it? Because yeah. for the last how many years of of him and Green Bay being unbelievable together, and this season's just apps. It's been a train wreck from start to start to finish. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, the favourites, the favourites for Rogers to play next season, 
by a considerable mile is the Raiders already. If this was last season, I would have laughed at it because I laughed at it when Devante Adams was supposed to be getting traded. I was like, <laughs> no chance. And it happened. This, this kind of thing can happen. Um, and now there's even more reason for it to happen. Um, so whether it does or not, we'll, we'll, well, we'll find out. But for me, personally, I'd get rid of him. It's not working. Yeah. It hasn't worked for a considerable amount of time. He wins games, yeah. He clutches games, yeah. But the, the amount of games he's clutching is starting to come down. His temperament is starting to get worse. His attitude on the pitch as a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Yeah, he's only won one Super Bowl. He's only been to one Super Bowl. 100% record at Super Bowl finals. But to act some of the ways he is, especially early on in the season with rookie quarterbacks who haven't had the ball much from him, his attitude stunk. And I kicked off about this pretty early on. And I said early on, I'd get rid of him. Question is though, who'd you bring in? Because Jordan Love is not it. I'm sorry. Any Green Bay what, fans? What does he need to do then? What does he need to do to lead the franchise, or will it? Is he is he just not good enough in Jordan general? Love? I just don't think he's good enough. He who would you? Who would you bring after, in? After a full after, after last after a full year underneath him, and then in here and now coming in, even when he comes in, this is like a year and a half in now. It snaps. Some of the snaps he's playing, he's still hesitating. He doesn't know the playbook. He's not looking at the playbook properly. He's not He's not analysing roots properly. He's been with Aaron Rodgers for a year and a half, two seasons now. He should know this. Yeah. Whether he's got it all fundamentally there, whether the pressure's getting to him. If the pressure's getting to him now, I don't know. For me, for me, no. I don't even want to run the risk. I think, I think if we don't get the playoffs next year, there's massive questions being asked. Uh, and Matt LaFleur, for me, is a fantastic coach. Head coach at Green Bay, um, and I don't really want his reputation to be jeopardised by putting Jordan Love in there if they all know he's not ready, but they can't get anybody else. Tell you one thing, I will yeah. say, and it's a long shot, but I don't think it'll happen. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. But he's going to be going at the end of the season, isn't he? Let's be honest. Their their new quarterback's coming back in. He knows he's getting pushed aside, uh, and he wants a team that likes to pass the ball. Uh, with Christian Watson and Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, all the boys in there. He's got plenty of weapons to use. A fresh quarterback with a fresh offensive line in there with Watson and Dubes, etc. Why not? Throw some money. You're going to throw money at a quarterback anyway. Why not bring in somebody till somebody clear all the draft picks or the you know if you? I don't think they've traded for relatively good draft picks at the minute. So you, your chance of getting a really good quarterback like a Trevor Lawrence or a Joe Burrows is not going to happen. You may as well look at the trade market. I mean, even look at it, maybe throw throw extra money down and bring Justin Herbert over. There's, it, there's, oh, mate, I rate him so highly. There's plenty of quarterbacks to bring in, man. There's plenty to bring in. Well, what happens, though, we'll have to wait and see. But those are the kind of guys I would love to see. Trevor Lawrence, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Justin Herbert at Green Bay. They're the three for me. I don't think we'll get any of them, but they're the three. If I could choose there, that's who I would choose. So, Love um, it. But on the next segment of the podcast, we're going to be dipping in to uh, playoff week. Wildcard weekend, Brad. Love it. Can't wait. I'm absolutely buzzing. Yeah, and, and <laughs> me and you get the pleasure of sitting in a Discord call on Saturday at half nine, and we're going to be watching... Uh, Watching Seahawks and the 49ers go at it, and that's going to be a banger. 
really yeah. good. Really um, good. I get to watch I, my Seahawks. Uh, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it because I, I look at I look at the way that you know both both teams have been playing and and I think do you know what this is it's going to be a good one and did you know that Pete Carroll has like a ten and three record against Kyle Shanahan? Yeah, that's the thing. The bogey team for the Forty Nineers is Seattle. Yeah, I know a couple of them um, at work. There's a couple of Forty Nineers fans that come in. They've been poking fun at me, and I went, "Yeah, you've got the bogey team this week." And all of a sudden, they stopped laughing. I went, "Yeah, we know. Yeah, we know." Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm really looking forward to watching this one. Me and Brad will be watching this together, um, which I'm really excited for. It's going to be a few beers, sat in the room, you know, vibing, vibing, watching some good NFL. So we'll look at it. Um, who do you think would win it though? If you had to pick one to win that game, who would you take? Oh, um, I'm gonna say because of the bogey team thing, and if Jimmy G's not playing, it's a different question if he's playing. But if he's not playing, I'm 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 siding just for the Seahawks. Fair enough. Fair enough. What about yourself? I'm taking the Niners. I just think too strong. Yeah. They're solid, aren't they? They're just so good. Yeah. Christian McCaffrey, you know, all the boys bringing it. Brandon Ayuk, etc. There's so many good players in there. Um, Yeah, massive. Really, really massive game. Um, I mean, I'll probably be awake to watch it, whether Brad is or not, I'm not sure. But on the... What for? Jacksonville versus LA. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, what game? Quarter past one in the morning, UK time. Mm, I'm, I'm wanting to stay up for that one. I'm uh, wanting to. I can't see you doing it, though. I know what you're like. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> it's, a real, it's a real test. Because the charges are dangerous. They are dangerous. Unpredictable and dangerous, but dangerous. But... One thing that Chargers don't have that Jacksonville do is a hell of amount of form, and and this really yeah. opens it up. I I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Jacksonville on this one. I really am. Yeah, it's it's an interesting. It's really interesting the game because when you look at it, you think both teams, barring last week for the Chargers. Both in relatively good form. Yeah. Both, both have been overlooked massively by big, big key people in the NFL. I think by, oh, these are okay, but you know they're nothing major. We won't be talking about them massively. But I think, I just think it's going to be so close this game, man. It's going to be, it's going to be end to end. It's going to be, it's going to be fantastic, and I do believe that. The Chargers will push the Jags all the way, but I think ultimately Jacksonville, Jacksonville's D line is going to be too strong for the Chargers. Yeah, I, I think it's good. I think once they manage to work out what kind of playbook they're using and whether they're trying to rush the ball or play it, they can shut them down pretty quickly. Um, and Jacksonville looking yeah. like a team that can adapt it pretty quickly as well. They've, they've been pretty good at that as well. Um, yeah. Uh, Buffalo have got the Dolphins. Now, this this is probably the one of the games I think is going to be clear cut. 
this is going to be, a, I think this is going to be quite, and I think it could be quite painful. I think it's going to be a Buffalo demolishing of the Dolphins. No tour. Uh, and I'm not saying that Skylar, oh. I'm not saying that Skylar Thompson isn't a bad quarterback. We've covered this, you know, a couple of weeks in a row now. But to throw a quarterback in with as little experience as he does, straight into a playoff game against, at the minute, the bookies' favourite for the Super Bowl. I think it's just going to be too much. And I think the pressure's going to get to him. It's going to get to them. And it's not going to allow Tyreek Hill to cause trouble because he's been relatively poor by his standards. Uh, and I think Buffalo is going to absolutely run riot. I really do. Yeah. Um, I I agree. I think when, when Buffalo, like some of the other top teams, need to win certain games, which obviously is this, you know... It's this type of game. It's the playoffs. You only get one shot, and I think massively. And and I, I don't know about yourself, Ryan. I think Miami's failure over the full course of the season on third down is going to ultimately cost them this game. And and I'm not saying that's the reason. You know, the Bills are the Bills are so good, but I think you can't not have your first choice QB and other things not go go your way and be shocking on third down as well yeah. I think there needs to be consistency and and there needs to be like an aura of calm and I don't I don't think they have that even even when two is in there I, I still think they'll look quite rushed and uneasy so I'd I'd, I'd I'd say the Bills but I think if Miami go out and think right fuck it we've got one shot here anything can happen in the NFL but I think the Bills are just going to be absolutely perfect and I don't think many teams in the NFL can match them when they're perfect yeah um, and I know last time they played each other the one key thing was was the fact that they focused so much on two that allowed a lot of rushing ball from Miami um, so much so that Miami were averaging nearly five yards per carry on a rushing player yeah you take two out of that now and they try and foot, they are and they shut down that rushing player they've got nothing and Buff- yeah. with a team like Buffalo, they know, right, we've got an un- uneasy quarterback, a lot of pressure on him. You know, passes aren't going to overly be brilliant all the time. There might be moments of brilliance. I'm not going to rule that out. Uh, but, you know, that that's, it's half of the battle, isn't it? It really is. Uh, and when you've got players like Stefan Diggs and that coming in, and they're going to be running riot, this is where you can really see Buffalo. This is really where you'll see how much of a player, uh, Super Bowl contender Buffalo are. This is the one. Yeah. If they unlock all their arsenal to really put a show on. Um, but yeah, moving in. Oh god, this this to be fair, this could be another relatively clear cut game if there's no Daniel Jones. Vikings and the Giants. Yeah. Um Justin. So Jeff's. I've been been Yeah. <laughs> that that's gonna be massive. So I've look I've looked at you know when you look at when you look at the preview for the games and stuff, and I have not seen one expert go for the Vikings. Really? They're all going for the Giants. Yeah, I don't. It, I, there's no real answer to it, but it's right. The Giant, the Giants. You know, they're like the the they've got enough to be the Vikings. And I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to say that I'm an expert in NFL. I'm not. But surely the Vikings have got enough to be New York Giants. Surely, do you think so? Like, you know, he, like Pleasure and like Justin Jefferson, you know, like 
they've got so many bloody unbelievable players. And I know Green Bay absolutely tonked them the other week. But that's one game. Yeah. They've been really good throughout the, the course of the season. It's... Like you don't win thirteen games in the NFL in one season and not be good. Exactly. Like, which is which is crazy, and which is why I'm backing Minnesota to to progress. I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, we, we've we've said that, but then Baltimore have won ten in their shade. Yeah, good point. <laughs> but yeah, it's going to be a close one. We will move into that game uh, now. We've got Baltimore and Cincinnati. Baltimore not scoring points. I mean, I said there was only one game it's clear cut now I'm looking at it yeah that Cincinnati all the way I, I don't see how Baltimore beat them I really don't even if they've defensively shown line I don't think they're scoring points no it's it. I think it's probably the one matchup that the Ravens didn't want because Cincinnati just they're, they're going to demolish them, aren't they? There's, it's, it's not even... And I know it's the playoffs and anything can happen, but for me, you're looking at 40 points to seven if you're lucky. Like, yeah. they look so bad offensively, don't they? Like, they do. And I don't know why, because the the season before, they were really... They looked amazing. But I, I don't know. I, I can only see a Cincinnati masterclass. I, I can't see Baltimore giving them much of a game. And and since since we finished it, so we're going to be looked that since we finished the AFC side there, my pick will be in the second round to advance. You'll have Jacksonville, you'll have Cincinnati, and you'll have Buffalo all advancing from Wild Card Week. So that yeah. that would set up Kansas City as the first seed coming in for the divisional. They would play Jacksonville, and that would yeah. leave Buffalo to play Cincinnati in just the second round of the of the of the playoff. Yeah, so basically, the way it would work to get to the playoffs, effectively, Cincinnati would have to beat both Kansas and Buffalo, unless Jacksonville are going to beat Kansas, which I think might be a, a push too far. But we'll cover that, obviously, in the next week. Next week, we will just look straight in at this divisional now. It's getting to that point where, you know, it's going to be looking at more in-depth now into the teams. Um, but the last game of the playoff week uh, is going to be Dallas who go in as a fifth seed against, and they have to travel to Tampa Bay and play Tampa Bay at uh, at the Raymond Stadium, who have a negative record and are higher than them in the seeding order. Who do you take? Do you take Tom Brady clutch or are you going to go for Dallas? Um, I think it's, it's, it's a unique situation, this. Because you look at it and you think, do you know what? Dallas should... Should have home advantage. You look at the records and you just they think, they should have. Yeah, so there's, there's something that's calling out to me to say this is what Tom Brady does, but it's not happened frequently enough this season. He he, he has, what, four good players a game? I don't, I, I don't think he's got anybody around him to do it. That's the thing. He's, they've lost yeah. so many offensive players, I don't think they can do it. Yeah, I'd I'd probably say it wouldn't surprise me if they did, but I, I'm going Dallas. I, I think, I think they've, they've got enough and they, they look really good, so yeah. I'm definitely expecting Dallas to, to progress. So looking at it that way, then you would see Philadelphia playing Dallas 
as Dallas would be the lowest seed to advance, straight in those two against each other, who technically should have been one and two, really, or yeah. could have been. If they weren't in the same division, there was no reason why. But obviously, San Francisco and Minnesota win one extra game, um, which would leave the Vikings to play the 49ers. Now, that is going to be a juicy divisional for the NFC. Yes, all the Seahawks. All the Seahawks. <laughs> the Seahawks. The Seahawks would then play Philadelphia. Yeah, they go so... Because the lowest-seeded team would yeah. play Philly, which would be, obviously, Seattle the seventh, the scraped in. Yeah. The one thing I have to look at on the plus side of being a Green Bay fan is if... <laughs> is uh, is hopefully is hopefully the the 49ers smash Seattle and I hate saying that because I'm I like Seattle but I just be watching it going I'm glad that's not us because <laughs> that would be painful to scrape in and get smashed. Yeah. Um. The last the last this last week has really showed just how good 49ers are. Um. But yeah, Brad, who is your take? Who's your, who's the one team you had to pick right now to win the Super Bowl? Who would you say? One team. Yep. I said Cincinnati. No, I didn't. I said the 49ers. Shut up, Ryan. I'd say the 49ers. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Buffalo. Fair enough. They've got I a lot just, of que- they've got just... a lot of questions to answer, haven't they? But They've they've got the manpower to prove it, haven't they? That's the thing. I really wa- I really wanted to go for the Chiefs because I'd really do like the Chiefs, but I think Shut up, there's there's a quite a few question marks yeah. regarding in the last month or so whether the they've got enough to you know win the big games. I just think Buffalo they just they've just looked fantastic this season, and I I really want the Bengals to do it. But obviously that's your pick. I'm not going to go the same. Um, my pick's the 49ers. My pick's the 49ers. Yes, but you were saying about the Bengals, weren't yeah. you, that you'd love to see and yeah. whatnot. So, for me, I think Buffalo, but like you say, it, it's so weird, the NFL, man. Like You could say, right, the Bills are in unbelievable form and they get they get beat. They get beat by the Dolphins and you think, what the fuck's going on here? Yeah. Like, if that's the thing with playoff football, it can be so great. And the way the season's already gone, don't expect. Don't be stupid and sit back thinking, ah, all the silly stuff's happened. It's still going to come. And it could come even in the Super Bowl. You know, you could you could on the plus side see Jacksonville get into the playoff in the Super Bowl. And then you see someone like Philadelphia or someone choke. You know, it, it, yeah. it could happen. It could happen. Yeah, completely it's agree. It's crazy. There's, there's a mixture of. There's a mixture of teams that will falter under pressure because there's quite a few teams in there that uh, players won't have even made playoffs or won't be used to that kind of thing teams that didn't expect to be there so pressure might get in and there'll be other teams that get in there and they're just going to go play their ass off because they've got nothing else to go for they might not think they'll get there again so they're going to go all out it's working out which team's going to do which and until they hit the field we can't do anything to say that and that's what makes it so unbelievable and I, I can't, I can't wait for Saturday night because me and Brad are going to be tanked up on beers, just shouting touchdown at three o'clock in the morning. It's going to be brilliant. Yeah. Can't yeah, wait. To everyone, obviously, you know the the bracket is this weekend. So wildcard weekend covers the fourteenth right out to the seventeenth. There'll be a Monday night game, which is Tampa Dallas at the end. 
Um, they are the last game of the week, but it starts as early as, as 9.30 our time uh, on Saturday, where you will have... Um, can't remember what it was now. Oh, 49ers versus CL. Um, but yeah, for everyone watching, you know, get in there. Um, because it's not going to be playoff season. You you never want to miss playoff season, even as a neutral, because you just get all sorts of carnage, and it's brilliant. It really is. But before we wrap up, Brad, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Like to add? Yeah. So um, <laughs> there's two points here. So I'm really, really intrigued, and I'm confused. Why the Bills and Dolphins isn't prime time in America? That's the first point, and the second point is: Would you have put the Niners and Seahawks as prime time on Saturday, or do you think the Jags Chargers is deserving of that spot? Um, I think it's because they're balancing it on the fact that the Seahawks are bottom seed. Okay. So I think that might be why. But if it were me, I would put the Forty Nines at prime time because they they are the highest highest seed playing their second seed. So f- effectively, you'd want to watch the best team possible on Wildcard Weekend play at prime time, which would be the Forty Nines. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm glad the Bills Dolphins is in prime time because it's six p.m. kickoff. Like yeah, yeah. you don't that type that caliber of game usually in. The playoffs doesn't happen yeah. for us, for UK fans. And I think they're doing it for the Bengals as prime time because of how things went against, uh, obviously with that final game and missing out on opportunities. I think they're giving them a prime time slot to let everybody see them go all out. Uh, maybe, but uh, easily they could have done that for yeah, Buffalo. They could have done that for Buffalo as well because Buffalo at the first game. Yeah, but, I agree. As I say, we we will find out. Um, I got some good news before we end. Um, it, it's really wonderful to say I'm off on Monday. No way. <laughs> I am off Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. <laughs> yeah, baby. Oh, I'm going to be balls deep in NFL, man. Mate, I'm, I'm, <laughs> mate, I'm literally going to be licking my screen and sniffing it. It's going to be brilliant. Uh, but is, there, is there anything else you want to go into, Mr. Mr. Lister? Um, I'm going to ask you one one thing here, and it's literally off the off the to, off the top of your mind, yeah. Go on. So next February, who who wins the Super Bowl, and who has the worst re- who has the worst record this time next season as well? Who wins the Super Bowl next season? Not this year, coming up this, the year after, yeah. No, so 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 yeah, for, so say yeah. Twenty twenty four. 2024 Super Bowl. 2024 Super Bowl is won by the Kansas City Chiefs. And the team with the worst record will be the Atlanta Falcons. Oh. I like it. Yourself? Um... I was I was actually going to go with the 49ers for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And this is assuming that they don't address the quarterback situation with the Indianapolis Colts. It's not a bad show. It's not a bad show. 
We'll have to find yeah. out. We'll have to find out in a year's time. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll have to. We'll have to pin it and go. Well, actually, we were miles wrong, or we were absolutely spot on. Yeah, no, me. I would be miles off. I always am. <laughs> but on the flip side, guys, we will see you same time as usual next week. Uh, as we'll look at divisional round, first seeds coming in, who's made it through, who hasn't, what went, and we'll probably look at what went wrong. Um, especially if if there's a shock game, we'll we'll look we'll, we'll be looking in depth. Um, as I say, trying to show you what's preview what we're going to show you. Uh, we really can't because we don't know. Uh, but once we know, we'll we will be uh, we will be looking. I'll keep an eye on the Twitter page. We might drop something in there to let you know what our kind of plan is for that. Um, at Thursday Night Football Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we are looking at getting some other little um, social outlets sorted out, but we're going to keep those quiet till we find some ideas and we'll run with it and then we'll let you guys know. Um, but for myself and Brad, have a fantastic weekend of NFL action um, and we'll see you all next week for the review and the divisionals. So take care, everyone. Good night and good bliss.